Welcome into In the Pocket, Across the Pond. We told you, do not have your fantasy football championship in the final week of the regular season. Um, I'm probably going to say that in a minute as well, because we're recording this after we do the whole episode. We're going to round out the regular season in this one. We're going to look at all of our projection beaters, how we did on the season with them. Uh, We're going to have a look at some coaching fires, a lot of them. Uh, And and we're going to look at who were the best players at each position for fantasy football this year, as well as giving you our playoff brackets. Who do we think is going to win the Super Bowl? Listen and find out. I'm Lewis. I'm, as always, joined by Alex and Alex. Enjoy. See, told you, don't play your championship week in the final week of the regular yeah. season. What are you doing? You we weird, told you. We knows. also told you that we'll be back in a few weeks. It's technically been over a week. Well, nothing we've said this year has come to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> but we're back. Uh, we're going to round out uh, the regular season. We're going to have a look at the playoffs as well. And we're going to have a look at our... Projection beaters on the season, how they did. What day? What day is this going to go out? Friday. Friday. Ooh. Ooh. TGIF. Uh, we normally go out on a Thursday. So, what does this mean that we can swear? No. Okay. Definitely not. <laughs> F- <laughs> <laughs> Happy Friday, everyone. Happy Friday. So you're at the end of the week. Week eighteen. Sorry, it just feels weird. <laughs> It's like there's a new weird <laughs> dynamic, don't you think, that no, people listen to bit us loose, on a Friday. A bit loosey-goosey. yeah. No, people are going to listen to us on a Friday or ever a Thursday or mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. yeah whatever. We're tapping into the Australian market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, heartbreak for the Colts, let's start there. Yeah. One of the one of the more meaningful games of, of the weekend. One of the only. One of the only meaningful games of the weekend. Uh, Colts 19-23, Texans sort of... Could have won it right at the end on one play. I mean, saying that, that's like a very sort of sensationalist way to put it. Because um, I saw an interview with the, the, he's like the fourth string running back who, um, did you see the play where they sort of pass it out to him straight mm. away and he, he sort of run a little route and he, yeah, he, he, yeah, he didn't yeah, catch yeah, it. Yeah. No, he, obviously you got a feel for the guy. Um, he's There's like a post-game interview where he's sort of quite distraught about it, as, as you would be. Then, to, then again, to, I can solve that. <laughs> Go on. Don't throw it to your fourth string running back. I agree, but <laughs> also, but, but also, but also, people are saying like, "Oh, did it come down to one throw?" It didn't come down to one throw because there was countless, countless, countless yeah. plays before that that led to the Colts being That's down true. in that position and having to score. So it's no game is just one play. Mm. But um, yeah, gutted for that guy. Uh, Texans through. Could have been either of these oh, yeah. teams, couldn't it, Sharples? Like, I've been impressed by both of these teams. What did you reckon? Yeah, good game. You're right. I mean, whoever lost it was going to be was going to be disappointed. Um, I was a little bit let down by the Colts just because they've been so surprisingly good offensively this season, um, probably down to Shane Steichen. And to only get the one touchdown and then I think three field goals and a safety. Was there a safety in there as well? I mean... It's not really the way you want to go down when they've been so good offensively. Jonathan Taylor had a, a monster game, and I think he's probably piqued most people's fantasy interest for, for next year again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Texans, bigger plays. Obviously, the 75-yarder to Nico Collins. So I think you'd say they deserved it in the end, but just a shame that this was the game where the Colts sort of stuttered a bit because that offense has been really good this season. I know, that is true. Like you, I, I think it was even last week, Al, that you said the Colts in the majority of the games this season have scored over 20 points unfortunately this was one of the weeks yeah, all but like three and this yeah, is one of the three this is I one mean, of the weeks that they did I'm well excited if I'm a Colts fan I the the kind of uh, just general um, watcher of the NFL in me is really excited to see what Anthony Richardson does and I really liked him um, I thought he was a great player to watch when he was playing in the four games at the start of the year and you should be really excited however there is that part of me that's like oh well Anthony Richardson is still far from a sure thing and he looked really good but he was a, a real project uh, so it's not like the Colts just add 
uh, an amazing, a CJ Stroud level, a Pro Bowl, a good rookie level quarterbacking next year, and it kind of bumps them up to mm. being in the playoffs next yeah. year. The Colts. Um, I think there's still like an element of unknown with Anthony Richardson, even though I'll give the lad the benefit of the doubt. I think what we saw from him this year was great, was really good, and I think it'd have give. He would, he would have been up there with Nakua and Stroud for Offensive Rookie of the Year if he played the full season like he was playing. I thought Andy yeah. Richardson was... And if anything, it's not even like um, it was because he was using his legs or anything. Yeah, they were running a pretty simple offense with Richardson at the helm, but he just he was pretty clutch. Do you not remember that Rams mm. game? Uh, yeah. he, he was just pretty clutch, to be fair. And he, he looked like a guy that could put the team on his back, which is, you, you can't say that about Bryce Young necessarily. Um, True. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what Andy Richardson does, and he can sling it. He's got I agree. A live arm. I agree. Like I say, not a sure thing yet. I, I think, to be fair, I think he is a sure thing for fantasy. I would be more confident drafting Andy Richardson in fantasy than I would be in a Colts fan right now, just because you don't, you've not seen it yet. But he, I feel like he's going to be a good fantasy player next oh, year. Yeah. Keep your eye on him. Uh, moving over to another division. In the AFC, the Bills stormed to the two seed in the AFC, winning the division, beating the Dolphins. Al, uh, what? Whoa, we were writing the Bills off like yeah. two months ago. Yeah, and um, they didn't have an amazing game by any stretch. I think it was a sloppy game altogether. To be honest with yeah, you, yeah, I agree. Um, what all I'm saying is, what did I say about the Dolphins last week? Um, what did you say about him? I said that they were my not buying it win when they there won last week. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the Bills, they're just grinding it out and they're winning. They, they're playing good, but this is one of those games where they're winning in those games where they don't play amazingly well. And um, I'm going to say a, a bit more about the Bills towards the end of the show, and I don't want to ruin it, so we'll throw it over to Sharps. Sharps, Bills, I, I like this team. Surprise at the two seed or sort of makes sense after the last month? I mean, it's a weird one because I remember going back, I think they'd lost the first couple of games. I remember saying something in the line of, it's going to be fine, they're going to finish 11 and 6. But then in the way they've done it, it was really weird. Like they pretty much lost, it felt like they lost six in a row and then have now come back and won another six in a row. Like it's, yeah. re- it's been really up and down. Um, I think again, though, like they're obviously. In it, they're coming in with a good head of steam, but we've seen them in the playoffs before look good, but ultimately not win games. Um, but I think I'd be more, I mean, I think this says more about the Dolphins because we talked about the Colts being offensively really good. I mean, the Dolphins arguably at points of the season have been absolute juggernauts, obviously putting 70 up against the Broncos. Uh, Bills are a good team, but to only put 14 up against them. I know they've mm-hmm. had a few injury worries recently, but I mean, if you're the Dolphins, you need to be, you need to be putting up more points than this when you've got, Mike McDaniel and some of the weapons they've got. So I think I'm a little bit worried for them. But yeah, fair play to the Bills. They've, they've come good when it matters. And yeah, back to that 11-6 and six record that we thought they'd be at the start of the season. Definitely, yeah. Mm. It's funny, like, they've sort of ended the season how we thought they would. The wins and losses have just come at really weird times. Like, they've come yeah. all bunched together instead of... Mm. Yeah, let's stay in the AFC, though, and sort of round the playoff picture out. The Jaguars completing cool. the most... Maybe the most beautiful collapse that I've seen in recent years missing out on the playoffs despite being 8-3 and three at one point they were awful weren't they though when <laughs> yeah. they were 8 and three. They were, we said they, I do like the you know the, the coach I like the quarterback like you know I, I the thing is with Trevor Lawrence he's frustrating because like the team I was watching him and them all year just begging them to be better mm. than they were um, yeah Side note, I did see a, a very funny, um, I think it was an Instagram post maybe on, uh, I can't remember what it was on, uh, but uh, someone saw that the Jaguars were selling playoff tickets early in December. Yeah, 12th of December. <laughs> the same playoff tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just, oh, beautiful. To be fair, they did have like a 96% chance yeah. of reaching the playoffs oh. and they didn't, yeah. whereas last year, this is coming from NBC, uh, they had a 3% chance of reaching the playoffs, and they did yeah. last year. So, Just shows you how useless those metrics actually are. I know. Um, <laughs> Jaguars collapse. Uh, I mean, what do we? What needs to happen next year, Sharps? Like, where do we see this team next year? I, I mean, I think before I answer, I will preface it. 
it's unfortunate for the Jaguars that their downfall coincided with both the Texans and the Colts ascending because if this had been even last season, they probably could have stagnated like they did and still and still made the playoffs and still finished. Good point, you know, yeah, the, the definitely. The Colts were really good this season. Um, yeah. Truthfully, I'm not entirely sure because obviously Trevor Lawrence is the prodigal son if we're, if everything that we've heard about him for the past few years is to be believed. Uh, obviously, really respect Doug Peterson, great coach. Good offensive weapons, good defensive weapons. I I don't know. Um, I'm I'm the same. I, I was really don't know. yeah. I as I was asking you the question just then, you just laid out how I, I was thinking in my head because I'm thinking like I'm asking you where they go next year, but it's like they've sort of got <laughs> the team yeah. that should be good. No, well, yeah, and I I don't know. Are we chalking it up to Lawrence was banged up for most of the year? He or... was. I mean, he was banged up. That's true. He did play hurt quite a bit. Uh, I don't know though. Doesn't look like the guy. I, I've lost a huge amount of confidence. I was super high on Trevor Lawrence at the start of the year. Not so much anymore. Yeah. Um, let's jump over to the NFC though. Let's start with the Saints. Mm. Not getting in the playoffs, but sort of sealing Arthur Smith's demise. Spe- and he dropping an extra touchdown on him as well. <laughs> <laughs> you see the Jameis Winston interview, that was great. And he yeah. was like, it's a team decision. Yeah, yeah. Made, uh, Which also is kind of like saying, we we don't care about our head coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, you can read, yeah. you can read into that. In itself, but uh, if there's anything good to read into, it's uh, Arthur Smith's lips when he was. Uh, oh yeah, that's like when that, he was uh, reading his lips when he was walking over. And to, that's um, sort of the last yeah. sort of uh, public footage of walking him as to yeah, you know, as the, the as the head coach, coach walking over to called Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen, you know, Chapels, me, Lewis, and our brother were trying to guess the Saints head coach's name for about ten minutes last week because yeah. <laughs> oh, we it's no, so none bad, of us, isn't it? <laughs> None of us wanted to Google it either, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the Saints dropping 48 points, it's a hell of a way to go down. I mean, uh, yeah, they, they sort of did all they could in that game to to stay in the playoff picture. But all those NFC wildcard scenarios were sort of rendered void when the Packers won. Well, the Pack- Just one thing on the um, the Falcons... We had so many of the longest plays of the season be this week or last yeah. week. Like the B. John Robinson touchdown was one oh, of yeah. the longest plays of the whole season. Yeah. Not longest touchdowns, I should say, of the yeah. whole season, yeah. Yeah. Um, again, because nobody really plays mm. in Week 18. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, as I was saying, um, those wildcard yeah. scenarios were sort of useless after the Packers won and got in the playoffs. I feel like... They're going to lose we in the in this round. I agree. The I Packers f- are going to lose big time this weekend. I feel like we were pretty harsh on Jordan Love when we spoke about him maybe about two, three weeks ago. Because mm. I thought we were a bit like, yeah, it's okay. I mean, 32 touchdowns, 11 interceptions this year, over 400 passing yards. Uh, joint second, I think. Either joint second or third in passing touchdowns this year. Albeit it's not been a year where loads of quarterbacks have lit it up and got in the 40s. But I mean... First year starting, 32 touchdowns. I mean, maybe put a bit more respect on John Love. And this is a super young team. I think, I genuinely think uh, we've, we'll get into the coaching changes. I was thinking to myself, all these kind of long-term coaches have gone now. Who's going to be like the next version of these? And the first one that kept coming to me was, I bet Matt LaFleur is at the Packers for another five, ten years. Oh, yeah. Ten years, you know what I mean? I bet I bet he's the next kind of yeah. really long-term. He should be. I know. Oh, I mean, and, and yeah. yeah, first year starting, I think you've got to give props to John Love. I think it's a good year. Yeah. I agree. And I know that way back before the season began, LaFleur was mine and Sharples' pick for coach of the year. Yeah. And I don't I don't think he will be when no. we do our awards in, in our next episode in a few weeks. But... Hell of a job, really. Um, and you know, you just got to get in. You got to get in the playoffs, and who knows what will happen? But they're going to lose because. Well, sorry, Lou. Just dead quick. <laughs> right. I just think it really um, extols the virtue of drafting a player and letting him sit and not mm. having to play him straight away, which I think is what it used to be. You know, mm. ten, twenty years ago, that was more common than it is now. But I mean, we look at people like Bryce Young now. Comes in. I mean looks like a boy really and he's expected mm. to go in there and do it straight away whereas um Jordan Love sat for a couple of years looks obviously we don't know yet but looks certainly competent Aaron Rodgers sat for a couple of years became Aaron Rodgers I mean mm. 
really, I think that mm. is the model that other teams need to follow. Obviously, easier said than done. You want mm. the quick answer. You want, you know, you draft a guy in the in the top ten picks. He needs to play straight away. But I think if you yeah. have that luxury and you can sit in behind someone steady, even for a year or two. I mean, it's a great point. Great point. I mean, Pat Mahomes sat for his first year. He did. Pat Mahomes sat as well. And then completely lit the league. Yeah, there's exactly so many examples of these guys who sit, they learn from these great quarterbacks, you know, Brett Favre, Alex Smith, all these guys, and then they come and they're just more prepared for the league. Uh, Stupid idiots like CJ Stroud come in (laughs) and blow up the league and then everybody (laughs) wants that, you know. Um, I mean, Stroud's a ball. Yeah, great. Um, Cowboys, though, claim the two seed in the NFC. Uh, Really good season for the Cowboys, I would say. Ups and downs. It is ridiculous how, like, you know, the the two seed, they they had the same uh, record. As as the 49ers, I believe, but they mm. they only didn't get um, they, they only didn't get the one seed from the head to head. It just shows how like those sort of ins- you know, no no game is inconsequential. You look back at what was it week four or something, and the Cowboys lose to the Cardinals, and it's like oh yeah. okay they've sort of stopped us in our tracks there, but we come again, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, just one game, that one game. That one game. Imagine if they won yeah. that one game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it just shows you in you know the the NFL season is is quite finite and uh, every game does really matter apart from week eighteen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the yeah the Cowboys securing that um, home field advantage, which is very important if you look at the numbers. Um, and then you know we want to. I just want to shout at the Jets, your beloved Jets, Sharples. Who beat the Patriots for the first time since like 2015? Mm. Come um, on. So, well done, Jets. Do you know, I, do you know they, what? Because what did the Jets ultimately finish? Was it seven and nine? Seven and ten? The uh, Jets ultimately finished seven and ten. Seven. I mean, if you'd have said to me, Aaron Rodgers is going to play one snap all season and the Jets finish seven and ten, I think I'd have taken that. I I agree, and it, again, it's sort of like. With the Jets, it's a weird one because this you could just sort of maybe wipe this year clean. I don't think it's not none of the coaching. The only thing that's happened is the players have got a year older. I don't think it's a reflection on any of the coaching staff. Like they're all still going to be here, all that sort of stuff. You sort of if you're a, if you're the Jets, you start the beginning of next season exactly as you are about to start this mm. season with yeah. The only Aaron Rodgers <laughs> finally the you know when you th- when you're 38 and you've gotten a year older. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there might be I, might be one year too many. I do, I do, I do hope things get sorted with that offense because, oh boy, did Brees Hall like kind of just cement himself into the front of fantasy players' brains at the end of this season <laughs> wow. for like take me second overall, yeah. kind of thing, or take me the second running back off the board. Mm. Uh, it's going to be super interesting because I feel like he. I was surprised when I saw where Brees Hall finished. Um, but, I mean, what a strong end to the season and kind of lived up to the hype yeah. in the end, Brees Hall. He did, he did. Yeah. He, he sort of faltered a little yeah. bit. Um, and no Dalvin Cook to distract him there anymore. True. He's yeah. just going to go and win himself a chip. Yep, fair enough. Mm. But let's get to our categories, our year-end categories, season-end categories. Who is... The most impressive team this year, Al. The most impressive team this year. I just—it's a tough one. It, it is, is a tough, a tough one. one. Obviously, you know it requires a bit of uh, interpretation. I mean, yeah, because it's like—is it impressive based on where you uh, thought they were going to be, or were they, they actually were? Um, you know? So I'm going to go where they actually were, and it's uh, a bit contradictory because of how much we were gushing about the Ravens the other week. But I'm going to go the 49ers because uh, you think back to games that you've watched and and as as the category says, I've not been as just thoroughly impressed by watching a football team uh, in... Well, apart from the 49ers, all season. Um, It's the 49ers, the most impressive team this year. Uh, Yeah, they've just kind of looked... Amazing and unstoppable, apart from when they play the Ravens. And I just think the wins have looked better than the Ravens' wins. So that's yeah. why I'm saying, yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. 
Sharples, who do you think has been the most impressive team this season? Um, I'm going for the Houston Texans, um, purely from <laughs> where they've come, sorry, where they've been to where they are now in one season, how the outlook looks for the future. They've got a young stud quarterback, young head coach who looks absolutely brilliant, some unbelievable fantasy weapons. It's just considering how down everyone was on them last year, and rightly so, and how down everyone has been on them for the past God knows how many years. It's unbelievable how mu- how much how much uh, change has come in a single season. Um, so yeah, has to be the Texans for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I 100% agree with that, and I was going to go with that, but um, th- this one might be easy to say, but I think I think it's a personal one for me, because if you listen back, I have been sceptical on this team quite a bit uh, last season, the off-season, but I am going to say the Ravens, because, you know, I, I was I was sort of crapping all over them, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But they have beat a lot of good teams pretty convincingly to be the best team in the league, Pretty much the whole season, yeah. uh, the Ravens for me. Uh, yeah. they've, uh, you know, in my book, they've got like a one-way ticket to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I do also think that the Browns are a shout out because I think they established yeah. themselves as a bit of a juggernaut this year without a proper quarterback. Um, and absolutely not impressive on the kind of uh, stat sheet or on the record sheet, but the Cardinals are a lot more impressive than the four and thirteen record suggests. Yeah, yeah. They get the yeah. they get the uh, most improved is the equivalent of the most improved player. Or yeah. you know like the back yeah, yeah, yeah. the backhanded compliment. They get the um they get the uh, playing hard award. Yeah. I think because um I'm really listen, I'm really excited to see him next year. Listen, Kyler Murray was on that if Kyler Murray was on that team all year, you're probably talking about them as like one of the you know, competing for a wild card spot, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um let's go to the not buying it playoff team though. What what team is in the playoffs who you're not buying, Al? <laughs> this one's a little too easy, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. a little too easy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna Handbrake turn into a different team because I know you're going to sell the team I was going to sell. Luke. You're going to sell the team that's playing worse than anyone else in the league. Oh, at the yeah. So I'm going to go the Lions. The Lions. Because me, spoilers for in a bit, and everyone else I've asked and everyone else I know that watches the NFL thinks they're going to lose to the Rams in the first round. Yeah. Um, so just based on that, I'm going to go the Lions. Okay. Sharples, not buying I it. I think there's only. There's only one, but based off what you said, Al, and I think Lou's going to pick someone else. Um, Steelers. I know I've been saying it all season. I feel like I'm the only person that sees them for what they are. They're a stagnant offense, and without TJ Watt, they aren't that special on defense. I don't know how they've got to where they are, but they do not have a hope. Like particularly without TJ Watt, they're going to get absolutely spanked by Buffalo. Yeah, no, I I agree. I I think I, I think the Steelers is obviously the the standout one, and you know, sign up. Uh, so, well. Yeah, sign up. TJ Watt is not playing mm. as well, so there you go. Um, no, yeah, Eagles. I'm going the Eagles because the Eagles have been awful <laughs> for quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, Eagles for me. I think the Eagles could actually get bounced out by the Buccaneers. Um, I think they will. I think the Buccaneers match yeah. up with the Eagles really well. Yeah. And the worst team in the league Ooh. this season, uh, Al. Well, it's category. No, okay, just just so we all, uh, we all are aware, the worst team is... The Panthers. We no, know. No, we okay. know it is. Yeah, but, but what? what also, who else? <laughs> I'm also categorically saying the Panthers because uh, not only did they um, trade up for a number one pick last year on a quarterback that was a huge risk and that hasn't paid off, but they also traded what's happened to be this year's number one pick that's probably going to be on a potential generational talent. Yeah. Um, that's now gone to the Burrs. So what an awful year for Yeah. <laughs> and and that's a special one for pretty much ninety percent of our listeners as well. Yeah, Sharples, worst team. Um I'm gonna have to go <coughs> the Patriots. Patriots, um, the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, particularly with the news that Belichick's off now, like I know obviously it's not been a great few years, but you always sort of had that confidence. Well, you knew with the Belichick team they'd be good defensively. It was just whether or not they could get the offense together, which they didn't. But I mean, I know firsthand as a Man United fan what happens when uh, twenty-five years of consistency walks out the door because it happened with when Sir Alex Ferguson left. Um, they're going to struggle. 
they're going to struggle. I don't care who comes yeah. in. Uh, people are talking a lot about Mike Vrabel. I like the guy, but um, I don't think they're in a great position in terms of draft capital or um, salary space, particularly. And there's so much expectation going in there that I think whoever comes in there first is going to be out the door probably midway through next season. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be uh, going to be a bit of heartache for them for the next few years. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, I, I was. I really wanted to say the Jaguars, but it, it, for me, it is also the Panthers. Just because, as well, my rule, uh, they, they didn't score a point. Panthers haven't scored a point in the past two games. Um, so all of you idiots that are like, oh, we actually won a game. Now we've fired Frank Wright. You also didn't score a point the last two weeks. Yeah. Zero points. Uh, the Panthers are, I think, one of the, one of the worst teams that we've had um, in the past few years. To be honest with you, there's going to be a real, there's going to be a real, a real turnaround um, that needs to happen. You're not telling me that the last time they scored points was (laughs) before Christmas. Yep. So we're we're going to get to September. Yeah. And obviously, it's stupid to say this because NFL teams don't play for the yeah. mo- most of the year. But yeah. it's like we're going to be in September and the Panthers haven't scored a point since before Christmas. Yeah. No, but it's a funny thing to say. Because, yeah. Yeah. there is games after Christmas. Two games. They played two games. <laughs> they have played two games. And they didn't get in the playoffs, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, That's good. But, yeah. Shall we move on to some of the players? Yeah, some of the best players this it. season. This season, yeah, I, I this thought meant this week. You know, the, the only one player I really wanted to shout out this yeah. week. Obviously, we we had you know, Lamb, Collins, James Connor, Brees Hall, Jonathan Taylor, St. Brown, Derek Carr, all being really great players mm. this week. Uh, but I just did want to quickly shout out Justin Jefferson. Uh, needed around about 120 receiving yards to get another thousand yard season. We know Justin Jefferson's been injured a lot. Um, and he got 192 receiving yards mm. and one receiving touchdown. Yes. Uh, insane game by Jefferson, easily um, the, the the best fantasy player on the week. Um, I just wanted to uh, actually um, ask you both: mm. where, where do you you know where do you think Justin Jefferson came ranked mm. in terms of receiving yards on the season? Uh, obviously, he missed. An awful lot of games. Let me just quickly look up now how many games he missed. But where do you think he ranks? And you said he scored a thousand. He, 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 he gained he a thousand yards. Gained a thousand yards. No, I I feel like um, go on, chaps. You go first. You you guess first, then I'll um, guess. Are we? Does this factor in uh, tight ends as well, or is this just wide? Receivers? Just wide receivers. Uh, well, he got a thousand yards, which is obviously still a high benchmark. So. I'm going to say 15th. 15th. 15th? Okay. So, I mean, yeah. I might be cheating. But, but, bear in mind, he played 10 games. I might other, be... other players Go played on. seven games more than him. 10 games. See, I might, I'm either cheating or like a complete smartass, but actually an idiot. Because I think earlier in the week, I had a quick scroll through um, uh, the, the kind of uh, stats leaders this year. And I'm sure I saw that only something like nine wide receivers scored over a thousand yards. I could be well wrong. I thought it was around the nine ten mark, so I'm going to go like eighth. Well, this stat has just turned on its head. I thought it was a really impressive stat, right. but it looks crap now. He was nineteenth. All oh, right. Because there was about twenty five receivers who, who got who got over a thousand yards this season. Oh. You you both think incredibly highly of Justin Jefferson that yeah. he came in the top ten when he missed seven games. My eyes deceived me. Nineteenth <laughs> is insane considering he played just ten games. Um Obviously, needless to say, he aver- he was averaging yeah. over a hundred yards a game yeah. receiving. Uh, but thanks, maybe, for, oh, thanks for taking all the wind, sorry. all the fire out of that. Stat. Maybe I, maybe I'm thinking of, uh, maybe I'm thinking of rushing thousand yard rushing. Yeah, I, I had about I, nine people. I think it will be. I think you know we had we had a lot of receivers um, who did pass that threshold. Rushing yards. Yeah, there's only about. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, there's only twelve 
rushes he scored over a thousand yards and got confused. It's all right, hey, don't worry. Yeah, it's Friday after all. It's <laughs> it Friday. Is Friday. But uh, shall we have a look at some of the best? Yeah, players. Yeah. So this I mean, we're, we're not going to comment too much on many of these because our comments, you know, our <coughs> our awards in the next episode are going to speak volumes. So I don't really want opinions on any of these players just yet. Let's save it for award season. Um, but it will start with quarterback. We'll do the top 10 at each position. And now, obviously, some of these players, why you don't play uh, your championship in weirdo week, aka week 18. Some of these players in the top 10 didn't play last week, which so kind of jumbled up the top 10. You know, Mahomes has fell down a spot, so has Lamar. But regardless, you had Josh Allen pretty comfortably as the QB1 on the year. Hurts at two, Prescott at three, Jackson four, Love five, Purdy six, Goff seven, Mahomes eight, Strode nine, and Mayfield at QB 10. This is, of course, ESPN scoring, so we're talking four-point uh, QB and PPR. Uh, QB uh, throwing touchdown, I should say. Uh, running back, McCaffrey at one, scoring 100 fantasy points more than the next closest <sighs> player, which was Brees Hall at two. I mean, you're disappointed on the whole with running back scoring this year, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brees Hall... Because he played the full season as well. I mean, you have players that average more more points per game than Brees Hall. Actually, only about only Kyron Williams. Uh, he's averaging seventeen points a game, and he's coming running back second on the year. So he, he, it's a down year for running back scoring, I would say. But McCaffrey averaging twenty four points, uh, ridiculous. So McCaffrey one, Hall two, Etn three, uh, Rashad White four, Raheem Mostert five, John Mixon six, Kyron Williams seven, Derek Henry eight, Bijan Robinson nine, Jameer Gibbs ten, and Alvin Kamara. Oh, Alvin Kamara, I should say, just missed a few games in there at 11, you know. So we're, we're talking about Barkley, Pollard, uh, Ken Walker, James Connor, Najee Harris, Austin Eckler, Javante um, Williams, all outside of the top 10, a lot of them outside of the top 15 as well. Um, what a strange top 10 it was at running back and an unpredictable one. Um, wide receiver, it ended up being CD Lamb in the end. Can I just... Uh, no, I, I, you'll have time next week to talk about your <laughs> next MVP week? pick. Next okay. week, next okay. episode, next I should episode. say. Okay. Are we going to go for our MVPs? Because as, yeah. as flattering as my MVP pick might look, my bus pick does not look great. <laughs> I, 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 I can't off the top of my head remember my bus pick, so I will uh, I will enjoy. Yeah. Oh, I know, I'd remember my bus pick. It was TJ Hawkinson. Who finished? Well, he was injured pretty so high. He's injured. Um, anyway, CD Lamb, wide receiver one, uh, Tyreek Hill two, Amamra and Brown three, uh, Nakua four, AJ Brown five, DJ Moore six. DJ Moore's a weird one because you look at his like kind of fantasy point stats and you're like, he scored no points for four weeks <laughs> yeah. in a row. Mm. Um, I'm never drafting him. No, Mike Evans seven, Keenan Allen eight. Stefan Diggs, somehow nine. Uh, Devontae Adams, 10th. But, uh, you know, Keenan Allen injured. Uh, in terms of average points per game, Keenan Allen's up there at third. Uh, and then tight end, Laporta, New King at one. Mm-hmm. Evan Engram, quietly amazing season two. Uh, Travis Kelsey still there at three. Hawkinson, four. Kittle, five. And Joku, six. McBride, seven. Komet, eight. Ferguson, nine. And Schultz, ten. Lads, um, Mark Andrews was actually the QB one two years ago, and he couldn't make it stick. It was Kelsey again last year. Can Laporta make this stick? I, I, I am incredibly optimistic n- next year for the tight end position, just because there's so many to go around now. Laporta, McBride... Um, and Joku was great. You know, you got all these sort of Kincaid, uh, Kincaid right, Ferguson right. at the Cowboys as well. You've, I feel like you've actually got a lot of guys who you can just sort of plug and play. Really, like yeah. I, I, th- I, you know, it's, it's. I think it's going to be one of the best mm. seasons in a while for fantasy tight ends next year. Uh, just in terms of, you're not going to have to, you know, dumpster dive. I don't yeah. think. What I do want to talk about in terms of players, though, is throw some names your way. Two players at each position. Don't want to spend too long on this because we could debate it forever. Uh, but I want to just ask you now, in January, a whole eight months before fantasy drafts, uh, what round you think these players are going to go in? 
what round we think they're going to go in, or what round we would draft them in? What round you think they're going to go in? Okay, right. Um, C. J. Stroud, oh, quarterback. God. Um, I I think he's going to go. Give us both then. Give us both. If if, if the if the give us what round you would and what round you think. I think Stroud's he's going to be going like sixth, seventh round maybe. Okay. Um, Jordan Love would have been an interesting one because he did throw nine more touchdowns than Stroud, but I think Stroud's just the guy with the yeah. super hype. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't really make, I don't think I can argue with that. If you if you want to go for a quarterback in that region, he's probably yeah, I'd say the guy to to mm. get to get that region. Sharps. I think he'll go in the fifth. I would like to take him in the seventh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, QB two then Kyler Murray with potentially. A certain uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm assuming he's good. Uh, they'll probably <laughs> they will probably take him with the fourth pick of the draft if they know what's good for him. So yes, um, Kyler Murray. I, I, I think you can only really look at Kyler Murray like he has been in previous years. So you're going to be looking third, fourth round, I'd mm. say, and uh, probably rightly so, because if he is, if he does have that weapon, if he is back to full strength, then Kalimur is going to be great. Mm. Uh, he's going to be one of the top ones, yeah. I think he drops. I think he goes, on average, probably somewhere like the eighth, but I'd be happy with I'm going to gobble him right up if that's the case. Yeah. I am gobbling him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on, wide receiver. Mike Evans off an incredible year, thirty years old. So what did, what did Mike Evans go this year? What round? Because I, well, I, I, well, I, I think I think it, that sort of stuff that we're going to look at in terms of our awards, in terms of yeah. like best draft value. But I'm sure it was around. He went later than Chris Godwin, even though they they kind of were going back to back. I'm sure he was went like eight ninth or something like it that. Was around eighth ninth, yeah. and, I, and I, I got a feeling he's he turned he, the dreaded third yeah, as well. I don't think he's going to go much higher than that because again, people, you don't want to get caught holding the bag, do you? So like, I think you've got to based on his play this year, based sick. on what the offense, yeah, you've got to draft you know? him no later than sixth round. I don't know about you, sharps. Um. Yeah, I I think he might go a little bit, uh, certainly earlier than last year. I I think he'll probably end up going around about the fifth. I think I'd probably take him a notch earlier than that in the fourth. Yeah. Uh, what about Puka Nakua? Um, uh, Nakua, I think he's going to be going uh, second, third round, probably. Uh, I think before or after Cup. Uh, I I would probably at this rate start drafting Nakua before Cup. Uh, just because you got, he's the younger guy. Yeah. He's a younger guy. We haven't seen the injury history like we've seen with Cup. Um, you know, you're going to start seeing that that phasing in of Nakua phasing. In. Not that I, I think both of them have the potential to be top ten wide receivers next year. I would just probably personally go for the the sort of um, I don't know untapped potential of Nakua. Mm-hmm. You know, not that Cup isn't going to be great, but I would I would go Nakua. Yeah, yeah, Sharps. Yeah, I think I think he goes in the second. I think I'd take him in the second. Okay. Uh what about Devin Achan? Oh no. <laughs> Awful player to kind of project because you don't know whether he's gonna be on the field. You don't know how many carries he's gonna get. He only needs two carries to go completely off. Uh but what round? This is a hard one. If if things stay the same with with most uh, you, he's, he's gonna be. He's, he's he, he might even be in the dead zone. Yeah. You know, he might he might even be between that four, five, six range. Just because if if most that's the, I don't know whether you're gonna have people biting on most because he was sort of more the guy this year. Uh, they're, they're probably gonna be both drafted the same. I think in that five region mm. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, Shabs. Yeah, I think they'll go about the six. It's it's interesting, really, because. When the season first started, Achan looked like he was going to be an absolute smash play come out of nowhere, but most of it really did sort of steal his thunder. I think mm. Lou's right. I think they'll probably, similar to what we saw with Evans and Godwin last year, I think they'll probably go around about each other. It's just whether one of them can separate themselves. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, how about a guy that has dominated off season and draft season talk for the past few years, Jonathan Taylor? Who's Johnny T go? Second, third round, probably. I, I think. If you, uh, I mean, there's always that. There's always that possibility that you draft Jonathan Taylor in the third round, and it's a complete steal. Like he's the yeah. he's the running back one two. I know. Yeah. He's just he's so volatile. It's such yeah. a hard one to project. But I think he will be going maybe second round. Mm, Sharps. I think, given the amount of running backs that have dropped off this year, I would, I would take him back end of the first. Depending yeah. on back end. I mean, okay, yeah. it's probably important if we've got listeners who this is the first year playing fantasy football. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was the best player in fantasy um, two years ago by like a fairly wide margin. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I think he. Yeah, you're right, Sharps. To be, I think I'm being a bit conservative. I think he, he he's going to get lumped in with. Your top tier running backs like McCaffrey, Karen Williams, uh, mm. these sort of new yeah. sort of yeah. running back ones. Just got one tight end that I'm wondering about. What about Travis Kelsey? Trick question. I'm not drafting him. <laughs> what about Travis Kelsey, Sharps? Um, I would, well, considering that he was a first round pick last year for a lot of people. I think I would probably take him about where I took Mark Andrews last year, which was fourth round. Maybe third. I'd maybe take him in the third just because he's tantalising. Because if you can mm, get yeah. the Travis Kelsey of old for a season in the third, fourth round, you've smashed it. But it's just whether or not he's passed it. He might well be, but mm. if he, if I was picking in the middle of the third and Travis Kelsey was there on the board, I'd find it hard not to not to have a punt on him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Um... For the final time this year, though, um, who can we expect in the commentary booth next year? Do you think? I still think my and the the the, the kind of um, the reason that the segment exists, Mr. Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> yeah, has got yeah. a good shout of being in a booth somewhere. He is the yeah, he is the uh, the. A lot of like players just kind of um, not necessarily out of nowhere, but quite frankly, just saying goodbye to teams. Oh, that you Derek didn't realize, Henry, like Derek Henry, yeah, yeah like saying goodbye to, to to teams. He's gone. Yeah. He's gone. You don't you don't grab a microphone and start saying thank you for all the years and everything like that if you're gonna come back next year. No, Derek no, Henry's yeah. out of there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got any ideas, Lee? Uh, Billiam, one Billiam Belichick. Bill Belichick. Yeah, he, he wouldn't no. go in the ball. Uh, I, I, I'm just, I'm, obviously, we're, we're going to, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get to, obviously, the, mm. the coaching, you know, moves and mm-hmm. et cetera in a little bit. Um, I'm saying Belichick. I, I don't know if Belichick does does go somewhere. Uh, not that he wouldn't get hired. I just, I just don't know if Belichick. Um, maybe, maybe I'm being fooled because his demeanor is so. I'm not asked. On to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. He said they uh, were on to Cincinnati in his goodbye conference. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah. Um, but anyway, a segment now called "Who Can Pick Him." It's our projection beaters results on the year. There is projection beater results on the year. Who can pick them? Who's best at picking were or what? Um, now, I'll be honest, lads. Hits misses wise, we're, we're down from last year. Well, like you said, though, we we sort of we we're down from we last year. And we all, posts in, we bought the goalposts in. We're down from last year. Um, we did all miss two episodes last year as well. So that also kind of uh, puts a bit of a sewer on the fact that um, points-wise we're, we're a little bit better or if not the same than last year. But regardless, instead of dwelling on last year, let's speak about this year. So um, unfortunately in third place with uh, 18 hits, 18 misses and one goose, it's me. Whoa. Gone from top to bottom. Uh, I will say I it I'm be. completely astonished and disgusted by the fact that I had one hit all year at the um, wide receiver <laughs> position. I had one hit all year. Oh, yeah. And and it came at the week that I had the, 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 the let's call it a golden week. I had the four hit week. Um, and apart from that, no, I didn't have any other hits at the wide receiver. So, Apologies to the listeners. That is absolutely appalling. This is why, but this is why people listen because we we love being accountable on this show. 
Yeah. You know, we're not going to be... We used to call this the accountability we section. Did. We did, we did, until we rebranded to something that hopefully people... Uh, yeah. To be fair, though... Um, like literally, no other program that I listens to ever re- re- revisits old picks. It's always on to next ones. Like exactly, that's what I mean. We, we want to we you know, tell, great, tell people that fan- people are obsessed with fantasy are human too. Okay, and, and we, sometimes yeah. we were joking. Yeah, and sometimes we're not yeah. joking. We in, are, in, yeah. in terms of who was best at picking, were um, it, it was quite. Even in a lot of categories, you know, Lewis was once again the worst at picking tight ends. Oh, uh, he had the least <laughs> hits. Come off but, but um, Lou, you are you were the best at picking quarterbacks. Oh. We were all pretty similar at picking running backs, all around six five hits, uh, and I was by far the worst at picking um, everything. Everything. Uh, but one of you two. Has we've all got one goose on the ear, by the way. We brought the gooses down. Okay, that's good. Um, one of you, which is a shame for Sharples because his only goose, um, oh, it wasn't actually, it was McLaurin. I, I almost gave you a goose for Cheeky Gabe this week, but he got injured. No, he got injured. Oh, yeah, void. PCL. Um, so one of you has 19 hits, 17 misses, and one goose. Okay. One of you, who's the winner, has one goose, yeah. nineteen hits, yeah. and fifteen misses. Ooh. So Ooh. we're going off misses, uh, and it's Mr. Alex Sharples. What? Mr. Yes. Alex Sharples wins the hits misses by having less misses. No way. Very good. Very good. Yep. Uh, I mean, neck and neck. When you look at my, I had eighteen hits as well, so we were super neck and neck in the hits. Um, if we're going off total points. Um, we were all again in similar regions in terms of we were around the nine region average points per week uh, tight ends around all around the fourteen. You two were around the fourteen region wide receiver. I was around the eleven region. Um, Fifteen, fourteen for running backs and all around eighteen, nineteen on average points for quarterbacks. Um, but total points over the course of the season. Alex Sharples in third place, nine hundred and thirty-two. That's crazy. Yeah. That Sharp that that you got the least points, but the most it's, it's mm. funny old game. Uh, well, that's what you get for choosing those tight ends who who were a hit for him, even though they, even though they scored <laughs> yeah. like six points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I came second with nine hundred and forty. Lewis Brindle, one thousand and thirty-eight points, beating wow. us by about hundred points. Wow. Two hundred point uh, flip from last year, Lou. What what happened there? What did you do to improve that? Apart from picking Amari Cooper twice I was scoring 75 uh, combined points I was just going to say Amari Cooper I was just going to say Amari Cooper thank you Amari Cooper yeah he really kind of is Amari Cooper that's that's kind of swung it but um, how did we do this week how did we do this week oh um, you did pretty well I did Derek and Lou because he picked the quarterback one this week he thinks we should bring in next year uh, minus points for a goose uh, and then bonus points if you pick the number one player at each at any position on the week which he did this past week that's a good idea Car. Yeah. Jones was a hit Pickens was awful Lou 0.3 yeah. points though not Which a goose Johnson <laughs> 7 uh, Tyrod was okay Walker was a uh, miss Waddle didn't end up playing and Waller was fine and then uh, obviously Gabe Davis got injured Love and A Champ for Sharples were fine and uh, rather fittingly Taysom Hill was a hit <sighs> yeah Sharples Great. fist pump in the air and in freeze frame uh, a la breakfast club <laughs> I I must have picked the most hits at the tight end purely because I kept picking Taysom Hill. Surely. Uh, you had five hits at the tight end position, but as did I. Okay. Ah, okay. But yes, I will say, out of your five hits at the tight end position, four of them were Taysom Hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Including three hits in a row and then a solid 4.3 miss, so you didn't pick yeah, him for a long his, time his after that. His projection kept rising and rising, but I got crazy. Nice. Yeah, anyway, that I, I like that. That's fun. Great stuff. Uh, not great stuff. Is some coaches being fired? Uh, one of these is pretty good. One of these is great. Mm. Um, this is this is this is a big one to be fair. Um, as you know, as Bob Dylan once sang, lads, 
Oh, the times, they are a-changing. He didn't sing, <laughs> he didn't sing it like that necessarily on the recorded Bob Dylan, version. Bob Dylan and his appearance on Future Armour or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots have mutually decided to part ways. We knew this was coming, but it's still a big one. Uh, Belichick, one of the greatest coaches of all time, what he's done in New England may be hard to surpass for any coach. Um I, you know, I, I don't know what Belichick does next, really, but uh, it's a hell of a legacy. Um, you know, in my mind, mate, go and get that bag. Be a colour commentator. Your legacy's cemented. I love the idea. I don't love the first part of this idea. Okay. And the first part of this idea is that the Cowboys either, ha- either have an early playoff exit or an embarrassing playoff exit. Um, but then... Um, Jerry Jones just sacks McCarthy and brings Belichick in. Don't love the idea of Belichick bringing McDaniels with him, uh, but the, the 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 team's there. So, um, yeah. yeah. It's an idea that I've seen floating around. Yeah. Um, side note, we did also have in, in college football, uh, one of the... One Nick of the, Saban. Yeah, Nick yeah. Saban, who, who sort of, you Retired. know, one of the, uh, one of the most prominent... College football coaches of all time as well retiring uh, six just, national championships, five of them, oh, seven altogether, five yeah. with Alabama. So sort of yeah, the um, he's retiring. We don't know if Belichick's coming back. So sort of like the the, the bones of those leagues are going to be changing really. But um, mm. yeah, elsewhere Pete Carroll as well. This, this was super shocking to me. Pete, I, I, yeah. I I told our brother to guess uh, yesterday who it was, and he he, he had to give up. And I was like, yeah. Because you'd never guess it, because Pete Carroll. Yeah. Um, leaving his head coaching position in Seattle, apparently staying on as an advisor. He's, I don't think so. But he's I, I think he's, ju- he's juiced he up. He, he he's, said he's yeah. still got juice. I'm trying to look for the part in the uh, conference where Carroll starts pretty candidly saying, like, oh, it's mutual because they told me that I was gone kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. it's not necessarily Carroll's choice to leave. No, 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 no. Uh, no. Yeah. Um, interesting to see what they do in Seattle with Geno Smith and everything, yeah. really. Um, Mike Vrabel. I think this is the most egregious one. Another one. My, now, I, I can see it, right. Mike Vrabel, tech, uh, the Titans um, coach, fired. Now, I think Mike Vrabel is a great head coach. He has not had a, he has not had a good season the past two years. They, they, they've been down years. I think this team is obviously in need of a rebuild if you look at the roster. And I think... Knows, you know, you could argue they could have they could have stuck with Vrabel there, but you got to stick or twist in these situations. And the the Titans obviously just wanted to twist, really. Like I I I I can't really fault them if they kept him or if for for changing because like the time has come to change. But also, if you wanted to keep him and sort of keep building this dynasty, whatever you know. I just feel like it's so hard in the NFL to get a head coach who stabilises yeah. the whole organisation. You look at what's happening with the Pampers at the minute and the Chargers and what happened with the Browns for decades and the Lions for decades. It's so hard to end up landing on one of those coaches that, okay, we're not saying that they're going to win 12 games every year, but what we are saying is nothing ever comes out of the organisation. Mm. It looks well run. You're always competitive. You're going to be in the playoffs more than you're not. Um, yeah. and, and I think it's 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 hard to agree with someone getting rid of the, one of those coaches. That's a good point. The way you laid it out there, I, I do agree with that, actually. Chappels, I mean, what do you think about Vrabel? Do you, I, yeah, no, I'd have to out, of, out of the three guys we just listed, I think Vrabel's the most likely to get a job very soon this mm. next season, you know. Yeah, I'd have to echo what you guys have said. I mean, seems like a really competent coach. Um, and also, they've got a massive amount of salary cap, I think the most in the league. Why not give him a chance with you know, with all that money to, to see what he can do and rebuild it? And then if it's not working after a couple of years, mm. he can say, well, we gave you a shot. I mean, considering that really the core of the team over the past two years is disintegrated, you can see why they're not doing so well. Uh, obviously, Derek Henry's pretty much finished. Taylor Lewan traded out. Obviously, the AJ Brown trade, which... Vrabel publicly said he was against. Um, yeah. The the really good safety who went to the Eagles can't remember his name, but they've they've lost some big, big pieces over the past couple of years, and oh, to not to not give uh, yeah to not give Vrabel the chance to to rebuild it when particularly the AJ Brown one was you know wasn't his call I think was a bit harsh. Maybe they've got someone they really like, but uh, yeah, I, I I think I think I'd 
I'd have certainly given Vrabel a chance to rebuild with that seventy million salary cap and a decent draft pick. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. taught me, Ren. I think I agree with you too. To be fair, um, mm. the Commanders fired Ron Rivera. Mm. Another one where you could sort of maybe see Not coming. Uh, I think Ron Rivera's a competent coach, but he just that team wasn't getting anything done really. Um, they want to freshen it up. I, I, I assume they're going to stay with the quarterback. Um, who knows? You know, I mean. What about Eric Bieniemy getting promoted? You know, I know, what's I, going I, on here? Weird that I've not heard Bieniemy's name. At very all. strange. I know very strange because yeah. I don't think Bieniemy had a horrible season with the as a Commanders offensive he was coordinator. With Sam Howell. Working yeah. with Sam Howell and Bieniemy somehow made Sam Howell one of the most, uh, you know, one of what he made him um, one of the quarterbacks with the highest passing yards yeah. in the league. You know, and that that only came down because they ended up benching him. Yeah, the past couple of games, so. The enemy, I think he deserves a shot. Arthur yeah. um, Smith. Oh, no! Fired by the Falcons. <laughs> there we go. Bye. He's gone. Goodbye. He is gone. Barney Gumble. Yeah. Um, three seasons. Three terrible, unremarkable, average, awful seasons. Three, yeah. seven, and ten seasons, despite the fact that they drafted sequentially Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and B. John Robinson. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so not mean that that is. I think that is a you know you sort out the quarterback position there, and that is a interesting team with a with a exciting roster. Um, you know, maybe, if you're the Falcons, if you sort of do you sort of do you shoot from the hip and get Kirk Cousins <laughs> and bring someone in? I mean, you got to you, you know, know because this team can compete. We're not talking about a full rebuild here. This team can compete. I mean, you. you You've got to because I mean Kirk Cousins, Kirko. Um, I think you can make a, an argument for something that will never happen in a million years, but an argument that Cousins should be the MVP of the league this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I mean, the Vikings will be in the playoffs right now if Cousins was the quarterback. If- they looked they looked completely terrible on the field and a bit all over the place off the field without him. You know. Yeah. True. I think uh, I think Cousins is going to stay. I saw an interview with him where he basically said, "This year, I'm not going to stand them up for the most money I can possibly get," which is why he's richer than Croesus, despite the fact he's been pretty well. He's been a good quarterback, but never a league leading quarterback, and yet he's always been paid as such. So in his mm. latest, interview, he was sort of playing that way like, earlier in the season. He's not going to have that much money. Yeah. So no, we'll yeah. It's a shame he got injured before uh, Flores' offense really started playing. Defense, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for his defense, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I, I think you know those Vikings are interesting next year, and then um, because NFL, ESPN, Sports Center all wanted to give us this breaking news, I thought I'd give you it as well. Um, Matt Eberflus is staying on oh, as, the Bur- as the Bears head coach, <laughs> despite the fact that the Bears fired pretty much the entire offensive staff. Offensive coordinator gone, wide receiver coach gone, quarterback coach gone, running back coach gone. Uh, obviously, want some changes there. Maybe clearing house ready for some new blood at quarterback. Ow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll pro- we'll probably have what this podcast, uh, the awards podcast, a podcast before the draft. So I've still got two podcasts after this to change my mind. But as we are now on the 11th of January. I, at the moment, think the Bears will trade Justin Fields and draft Caleb Williams. That is Mm. what I'm saying on the 11th of January 2024. On the 11th of January 2024, I am saying that the Bears will draft Caleb Williams and still have Justin Fields on the roster. Yeah, Because why wouldn't you? It's like you've already got two top 10 draft picks. It's like Mm. you don't really need to be greedy if you've got that. What you're losing if you yeah. if you draft one guy and still have the other guy? Just True. there you go. True. Yeah, well, we've got both of them now, so let's see who plays better. <laughs> True. I think I think they're going to keep Fields and draft that wide receiver. Yeah. What's his name? What? Marvin Harris. Tra- trade down. Well, well, all, well. The the thing is that it's going to have to be a game of like chess there. So they know that. Um, the Cardinals are going to draft Marvin Harrison oh. at the four. Yeah. Um, they know that they can't draft him with the one overall because the two teams after Do them it. need a quarterback. Do it. However, yeah. 
why would the Patriots or the command? You want the Patriots and the Commanders to get in a bidding war for that number one pick, and then you, as long as you get above the Cardinals, you should be able to get Marvin Harrison. There you go. Yeah. Shall we look at our playoff brackets, yeah. lads? Um, playoff brackets. All the games yeah. that are coming up. We're gonna because this is the last podcast before the Super Bowl. We're gonna come back at you uh, with another episode with you know all of all of our fantasy MVPs except we're gonna do that Super Bowl week just before the Super Bowl. Yes. But uh until then, I'm gonna give you what the games are actually gonna look like and then these two are gonna say what they think it's gonna be, but it's mine. It's gonna be correct. Okay. Uh should we start on the AFC side or the NFC side? Let's go AFC. Okay, AFC. How do you wanna do this? Uh we'll just do one at a time. So um in the first wildcard game, mm-hmm. I I have the Texans beating the Browns. I have the Browns beating the Texans. Uh, I also have the Browns beating the Texans. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. The the next wildcard game, I have the Chiefs beating the Dolphins. I have I being Alex. Alex is speaking. I know that we say the same. So it's yeah. me, Alex speaking second. Uh, I have. Also got the Chiefs beating the Dolphins. Chapels. And I, Lewis, have the Dolphins <laughs> beating the Chiefs. <laughs> Do you? You are a madman who should be locked up and the key should be thrown away. I'm so down on the Chiefs. I, I really? want the Dolphins to slap them with their fins and muscular tails. It's meant to be one of the coldest games ever, yeah. this, by the way. It might be minus eight. And there's some ridiculous stat going around, like the Dolphins have only have, have like... Under um, McDaniel's have won like two games when the temperature has been like below uh, forty Fahrenheit, <laughs> and, it, and and it's like minus five or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, last wildcard game in the AFC, I have the Bills beating the Steelers. I also have the Bills to beat the Steelers. Yeah, unsurprisingly, given my tirade against them before, uh, Bills yeah. to beat the Steelers. Yeah. Go on, Luke. AFC Divisional Round. Yep. Texans versus Ravens. I have the Ravens winning that yes. one. Yes, so I have Browns, Ravens, and I have Ravens also. Uh, I have the Ravens beating the Dolphins. Mm, okay. Uh, next Divisional Round in the AFC. Chiefs-Bills for me, and I, I have the Chiefs winning that one. Ooh, I have the. I don't know why. I just. I've got I, the Chiefs winning. I have Chiefs Bills in this one as well, and I, I have the Bills. The Bills getting over the hump. Um, I have Bills humping the Browns. <laughs> okay. Nice. And then uh, AFC Conference Championship game. I have Ravens Chiefs. I've got the Ravens winning that one to get to the Super Bowl. I've got Bills Ravens. Uh, and I have the Bills going to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I also have Bills Ravens, but I have the Ravens going through. The the Bills have got the best quarterback in the league at the minute. Is all I'm saying. Jo- yeah, Josh Allen's a great. You know, he's I mean, always going to yeah. be one of the best ones. Yeah. Let's jump over to the NFC though. Um, first wildcard game. I have uh, reluctantly. I have the Eagles beating the Buccaneers. I just think the Buccaneers, with how poorly the Eagles are playing and the fact that the Buccaneers, they match up really well against the Eagles. They're really good at defending the run and the Eagles have not been able to get the running game going and that's why they've been awful and I don't think they're going to get it going in this game either. They're a little bit banged up. I've got the Buccaneers. Okay. Chapels. I've got the Eagles finding some form and beating the Buccaneers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh like many of us, like I alluded to before, Rams, Lions, I've got the Rams beating the Lions in that one. Uh, yeah, Rams beating the Lions. Same, it's a, it's a shame. Uh, it's annoying that these two teams are playing each other. I think a lot of people rooting for both of them. But uh, mm. yeah, I think the Rams beat the Lions. Some yeah. good narratives, you know. Flacco right. potentially going back to Baltimore. Uh, Stafford playing Detroit and Goff playing the Rams and McVeigh's arch nemesis. Another um, good narrative in this one, Mike McCarthy against his old team. I've mm-hmm. I've obviously got the Cowboys I've also beating Green Bay. I've obviously got the Cowboys beating Green Bay. Don't be an idiot, Sharples. <laughs> well, I mean, um, no, unfortunately, yeah, the Cowboys to beat the Packers. 
divisional round. Rams against the 49ers. I have the 49ers winning that one. I also have the 49ers. I think it's going to be a really tight and tough game, though. Uh, yeah, 49ers. 49ers to beat yeah. the Rams. Mm-hmm. Cowboys-Eagles would be the other one. I have the Cowboys mm-hmm. winning that one. More confidently, actually, than than the uh, the previous game. I, you know, I, I, We know what the Eagles have been like. I have the Cowboys beating the Eagles to get to the conference championship. Yeah, I have the Cowboys winning as well, but obviously mine will be beating the Buccaneers. Yep, Cowboys to beat the Eagles. Mm. Uh NFC Conference Championship game, so we all have 49ers, mm, Cowboys. I've not made my mind up yet either. Uh, I have made my mind Go up. On. The Cowboys are going to win oh. that game, and the Cowboys are going to get to the Super Bowl. If I keep I keep trying to, to convince myself they will, uh, but I can't get over this idea that it's at, uh, in San Francisco. I just can't get over that idea. Um, so I'm on. Un- begrudgingly unfortunately saying that the 49ers beat the Cowboys in the NFC yeah, Championship it's fun to game. say that isn't going to happen Sharples what do you think I, know. Uh, I very happily say the 49ers to crush the Cowboys mm. okay. so Lou who on earth are you going to pick to win the Super Bowl to win the Super Bowl yeah. I've sort of you know dug my hole here so I'm going to I'm going to just gather all the dirt paint down on top of me. I'm going to say the Dallas Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl. Yes, get in. And I I will say, I will say, previous years that would have been ridiculous. I I do think the Cowboys have clearly been one of the best teams this year. If you're one of the best teams in the NFL, yeah, you've got a shot to win the Super Bowl. Cowboys are winning it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if we all pick the same team, then if you think of the chances of us as individuals before the playoffs picking who's going to win the Super Bowl, um, are very low. And then, when if we all pick the same, that would mean that surely we're, that is that's not going to be the case because we wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad you picked the Cowboys and we're not all picked the same because I have got the 49ers beating the Bills in the Super Bowl and San Francisco winning the Super Bowl. Okay, Sharples. Uh, I have the Niners going over the Ravens. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I don't. I don't know. I just think that the the Forty Niners Ravens. It looks like it's currently meant to be, but there's gonna be a team in the playoffs that gets really hot and surprises people. The Dallas Cowboys. I I think if um if I didn't have the disdain for the Cowboys that I do, I could very easily have picked them because on paper they are a really talented team. It's just I I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, those are our brackets. Let's mm-hmm. see how they play out. Yeah. Uh, we could be wrong on most of these after yeah. the first week, and we're all going to look like idiots. But enjoy the playoffs, as we mentioned. We're going to be back in a few weeks, Super Bowl week, uh, to give you a, a big episode with yeah. uh, uh, you know looking back at our MVP picks, Coach of the Year picks, uh, and then we are going to give you who we actually think were were, were those players. Uh, you know, our you know top running backs of the year, all this sort of stuff, top wide receivers, mm-hmm. fantasy MVP. Uh, but until then, when I'm, you know, we're not going to come back next Friday like we did this week. Yeah, we said that last week because we forgot about this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, enjoy the playoffs. Thank yeah. you very, very much for listening this season to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Appreciate it a lot. Thank you. And uh, yeah, that's, here we go, Cowboys. Here we go, Cowboys. That's that's it. Uh, Thank you, everybody, and uh, goodbye. See you. Bye-bye.